This is Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about stepping out of your comfort zone. Hey Janine. Hey Shannon, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you? I'm I'm just great. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because in the note it says Today, we're talking about stepping out of your comforting zone. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that as you were, as you were reading it. And I thought, damn, you ought to correct. Because I'm, I, I'm pretty sure Evernote did that for us. But you handled yes. it very well. <laughs> but I still had to fess up. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it almost made me laugh in the middle of the intro. But You managed to hold it for a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so stepping out of your comfort zone. You've been doing a little bit of that lately. I have, yes, because I, um, I wrote a uh, new, one of my new genealogy guides, which I call Orderly Roots Guides, which I've been working on forever. And I finally just, I mean, actually went through I'm a thought process about Janine, you gotta let go of perfectionism. It's done. You just have to call this done. And so I did. But I um, decided a month or so ago to hire a marketing professional to help me market it because I think it's a, a guide that could be really a lot of help to folks. It's about how I organize my genealogy research. And I'm terrible at writing sales pages. I think <laughs> I think I'm a good writer, but I'm a bad sales writer. And so um, I hired this terrific consultant named Molly Winters, and she wrote sales pages for me as well as an email sequence, right? So a a series of emails that will go out to my mailing list, which puts me way out of my comfort zone because I Mm. ordinarily email my mailing list once a month, and it's an automated email with a compilation of the previous month's posts. (laughs) So you're not even writing anything for the email. It's just a... It's just compilation not. of the things you have written on the blog over the past Ex- month. Exactly, right. So yeah. I had to like give myself over to trusting her know, that that she knows what she's doing. I, I mean, I, I know she does. And um, letting go of the discomfort of sales. Of like, it's a, way bit, a bit more of a hard sell than I uh, am accustomed to. But I really wanted people to buy this because I think think it's really helpful and also because I'll make money right well and I got a sneak peek of it and it is incredibly helpful and also I think that what feels very salesy to you is really informational with it, it about what it is that you have available and that um and how to get it and why it's helpful like it doesn't I mean I haven't seen much of the marketing stuff, but my suspicion is what feels like a hard sell to you is n- not actually right. That may be true, although it's it's there. 
the sales page is long. You know, it's one of these <laughs> long sales pages. And with right. that, it reiterates the fabulousness of it and the benefits and so forth. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so, but, but, but I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. Gripping, I'm gripping my desk. No, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm actually, now that I've gotten it formatted and stuff, a little, had a little, you know, uh, out of my comfort zone with the technology as well. Um, uh, because I had to, uh, just download a plugin that, made it look appropriate right i couldn't right. use it couldn't use just my regular theme um or because it wouldn't have looked i have no uh, there's no style to my blog <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway um now that i'm li- really living with it it's i'm feeling better but there's a lot of faith involved here yeah well so where does perfectionism fall into that well especially with the email well no with both all of it i find myself because i'm feeling a little uncomfortable about the content i'm finding myself feeling like it really needs to be perfect like if there were any i certainly don't want any typos but even like inconsistencies with punctuation or uh, that sort of thing uh usually i i'm pretty good about not worrying about that kind of thing um right but, but this the fact that it's out of my comfort zone um it, I find it harder to say, oh, that's okay. If you know, if there's a little mistake in it, no one's going to care. Which is oh, what I usually say to yeah. myself about stuff. Yeah. But there's bound to be. There's a lot of um, a lot of uh, words. <laughs> there's bound to be some mistakes. <laughs> uh, there probably will be. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and which is just a, a a great thing to remind yourself of that there will be mistakes right you know that um it it is like how you you know finally got yourself to stop working on the guide Mm -hmm. um you know there comes a point where you allow it to be good enough and put it out there Right. Yeah, you read it for me, and I had another friend read it for me, and and you guys found some little typos and stuff. And now tomorrow, I have to decide that it's final. I I got a little Mm. bit a little bit more feedback that I want to integrate into it, and it feels hard to decide it's final because I have to upload it to eJunkie, and you know I have to start that process. So it's just gotta I gotta say that it's version one is gonna it's done. Um, Yeah. And something about closing the door on that opportunity to change it more is, uh, it's different from when I wrote books, right? Because then you you just would, I would send it to the editor. I mean, I just send it, probably physically mailed my first book, but not, uh, but you know, I'd send it to the publisher and and it was out of my hands for a a while. But this, I could tinker with it forever. (laughs) Right, because there's no real deadline other than you've let your blog readers know that it's coming right well right there yeah there's a deadline yeah only it's all it's self-imposed but i've said exactly it. yeah it, but it's solid yeah I, i'm not messing with it um good yes <laughs> yeah but still it's um i still have uh technically i have until saturday before it has to be done 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 but oh my gosh! But isn't it going to be good just to call it done? Yes, feel good. Absolutely. Yep, it will. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, between these like sales nature of it, the sales writing, 
and mm-hmm. um, and then the the technical part of it, just the e-commerce part that I, I I do so seldom that I always have to remind myself how to do it each and every time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just all this outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, and it's interesting. It just occurred to me that sort of that it's kind of easy to understand from a physiological standpoint that you know there's a there's a certain amount of stress to doing something new to you know sort of coming out of, going out of your comfort zone and doing something new so you know in this case that's you know this guide is is um more in-depth it's longer and it's it's really about you and how you do your work and it and it isn't necessarily the same sort of style that you usually talk about like you really just sort of you generally talk about people figuring out what works for them as opposed Mm -hmm. to like this is how I do it Mm -hmm. um so but it but getting out of that comfort zone like sort of amps your nervous system up a little bit already Mm -hmm. and then worrying about whether you're getting it right is just sort of the you know this stressed cherry on top (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah yeah it's true and i think that i will be in this coming week relying a lot on all the lessons i've learned in 155 episodes of this podcast <laughs> where even though I do tend to have a, a natural inclination toward good enough I don't uh, get paralyzed by perfectionism so much usually I you know as we've discovered it does rear its head with me and I, and yes. and you know it's our our definition of perfectionism our definition like we we didn't yeah. invent it but the one <laughs> I invented it yeah the one that we talk about a lot is um if a, a task t- takes longer than it merits. Um, and when something feels really important, it that definition gets a little bit, um, what, a little wonkier because, or harder, because you have to then break it down, right? So like, right. it's all this is very important, but really is that, is the fa- is making sure that, I don't know, all, the way I sign off on each of the, um, of the emails is identical. Is that important? Mm, probably not. In fact, no, right. <laughs> it isn't. Well, yeah. And I'm wondering too, if there isn't an element of feeling like you have one shot at this. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe so. Which isn't really right because I mean, you're right that there is an element of that, but it's not a reasonable thing since this guide will live on. Um, and if there are any, there's lots of more chances. Right. But I, but you know what I mean? Like, because it, you have this established list and this is all going to those people all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I just wonder if there's just like a little part of you that's like, I, you know, this is my one shot with these people. Yeah, well, I hadn't actually thought of that. So thanks, Shannon. (laughs) I I would like that to make you feel a little bit more at ease, not amp you up more. No, it did not make me feel more at ease. What were you getting at? Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, wait, wait, wait. Really, what did you mean? How was that supposed to make me feel better? 
Uh, I'm sorry, that came out hostily. I don't mean it at all hostily. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> um, well, I was hoping that if that were, if you were thinking that, mm-hmm. you know, sort of bringing it into the light of day and recognizing that that's not oh. accurate, uh-huh. that you would feel better. I see. But since you weren't thinking it, <laughs> I just gave you something new to think about. Sorry. Oh, well, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding you have a million shots with each person that's right no it's it's uh it's all good absolutely and it's i'm excited and i'm proud to be you know proud of myself when i do step out of my comfort zone just like i am and i'm sure we are very proud of us for stepping out of our comfort zones and starting a podcast I mean, right that was something we didn't know how to do yeah, <laughs> and we've uh, managed to keep going for a while. We're coming up on our two-year anniversary, aren't we? Three, <laughs> three. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Twenty twenty. It's like it never happened. Um, I know. Yeah, it's our three-year anniversary. Yeah, because isn't this this is episode one fifty-four, right? Um, yes. Or around around yeah. about there. Uh huh. So. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was it was 2018. So that yeah, that would be three years. Uh, <laughs> was it in May or June? Do you remember June, right? Well, it was it, it was um, I think it went live on June 13th. I want to say it was a Thursday because we wanted to have it up before your um, peace of mind organizing newsletter went out, which went, goes out on the 15th every month. Mm hmm. And uh, so this makes our anniversary a little complicated because we, when we launched it, we launched with three episodes. Right. But I still consider the June date to be our anniversary. So I figure mid-June is our anniversary, except for we'll hit, like, what? so what is that, 156 episodes in two weeks, which will be in the beginning of May. Right. No. Mm. Right. Early, early May. No. No. Yeah, in May. Yeah. (laughs) Something. Sometime in May. In case you're wondering, people, (laughs) we record these episodes ahead of time. Right. So. (laughs) And it's a little, a little. We lose track about when they will actually get published. Right. It's a little time travel that we can't handle. (laughs) It's not really time travel, but yeah. Um, Right. Right. But so, also the the good news is is that even though you're talking about getting this out, by the time people listen to this, it will be out and available. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I'll put a link to the sales page, which you all might be curious about, um, in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I think this is probably a really good situation to consider why you're doing this anyway like what's your purpose in creating this guide i mean besides you know having a product for sale right well it's it's um it's an interesting um evolution for me i think because i um i started doing genealogy and doing organize your family history in 2012 that's when i started the blog because I like being new at something, I like being a newbie, and I was getting mm-hmm. um, a little bored with being an expert organizer, uh, a home organizer, because then it was seven years into my business. 
So I knew in order to hang on to my interest in my organizing business, I needed to have something I was new at, which was great. And then now I'm no longer new at it because now I'm eight years <laughs> or nine years right. into it. And so the, this, this how I do it is called How I Do It, a professional organizer's genealogy workflow actually is this sort of transition for me uh, acknowledging myself as an expert, which is kind of a, it's a, it, it's a kind of a, I don't, haven't, haven't thought about it before I'm talking about it right now, but it's like a transition for me. Um, and so I, one of the reasons that I'm doing it is that I don't like to tell people how to do things. And, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to talk in generalities because I really nowadays only know what I know based on what I do in my own genealogy research. So I just thought, okay, I'm just going to put it out there. This is how I do it. You don't have to do it this way, but maybe it'll be helpful. And so I and I do think it'll it will be. I yeah, ho- I hope it absolutely. Will be. I that- know I I know it'll be helpful. But the other the the point I was getting at is is that helpfulness. Like how many people you'll help by putting this out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could help a lot of folks. Yeah, which is great. Um, and I also want to point out that. You said, you know, you like a challenge of being new at something, mm-hmm. which is, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess it is. Although it doesn't feel like that to me when I'm, when I'm in that spot. Like, you know, yeah. I used to change careers about every six years. Uh, right. Just, yeah, because I like being new. Um Huh. Well, that's interesting. I don't know quite what to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to guess the difference is between you choosing sort of a new direction or something to focus on versus feeling like there's something that you have to do. Mm. Yeah. And I I think the other thing is it's being uh, being a new organizer or a new... um, genealogist or whatever is a real humble position to be in like I like yeah. I like that I like that <laughs> um, and this feels the opposite of that and that's a little uncomfortable oh that's interesting yeah hadn't thought about it before this conversation but yeah hmm. but I also that's like good thing. I like knowing a lot too so <laughs> I don't know yeah, but I get that that challenge thing. Like that factors pretty big into my life too. I like having a challenge, like do, setting out to do something that is going to take some effort that I'm not quite sure I can do. Yeah, yeah. You we just manifest them very differently, right? I, yes. I start organ. I start uh, researching my family tree in the computer, and you climb a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping someday to walk across a country, but yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. You're going to cross a country, right? I, and I barely drove across, drove across a half a country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really interesting to think about that, like how we both, you know, find it interesting and exciting and desire to take on certain kinds of challenges, and then other kinds of challenges. Um, feel more complicated and certainly less comfortable. Yeah, it is very interesting. And um, and we've talked, I think, in the past in the podcast about 
perfectionism getting in the way of trying new things as well. I mean, the, the, uh, have we not? I think we have. Yes. Yes. I think we have. And it, it's interesting to think about how it, it sort of infiltrates so much of this discussion, or it can anyway. Right. Well, and I'm thinking about that. I, I think the, the biggest place where I noticed that was the episode um, where we talked about our hobbies. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, how many things I didn't try or I quit fairly soon into out of perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's sort of interesting to me, like, what's the difference, you know, between that and then choosing to do something? I was just reflecting. It was um, last week was the seven-year anniversary of when I ran the Boston Marathon. Oh. And I was reflecting on how, like, whenever I think I, you know, I'm not sure I can do something, I think about how I went from, like, adamant non-runner to qualifying for and running the Boston Marathon in four years in my mid-40s. Yeah, it is amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. And you were having some health challenges at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But so, you know, it's interesting. Like, I can do that, but, you know, I get confounded by knitting and quit. Right. <laughs> well, maybe knitting was, isn't as rewarding a challenge. <laughs> maybe when we're yeah. together, we can knit, Shannon, when we're together next month. Yeah, maybe I'll just pull out a bunch of, of yarn and let you, like, start stuff for me or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll it's get, just all sitting there. We can get Mike to knit too, with us, too. Oh, well, Mike was on a knitting kick for a while and made several pairs of socks. Oh, I know. He he messaged me for help. And his messages revealed a certain lack of knowledge and experience. Yes. And he was going to knit a freaking sock. Which, <laughs> I know. Like, what? I, I said, Mike, I don't knit socks. They're too hard. Um, <laughs> and, and But he did it, right? He did. Yeah. He proudly wears his, his oh, knit socks. That, is, that but, makes it even better that he wears them. Oh, oh yes, he loves them. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. and um, But one was sort of coming apart, so I think we, we might need your help in figuring out how to, like, weave in the ends appropriately or something. I'm not mm. sure exactly what he did, but... Or didn't do, but okay. there's, there's an issue there that we might just have to darn them. I mean, I don't, there's not yeah. much you can do after the fact. Well, yeah. maybe. Well. And, well, I mean, I'll be happy to take a look. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> As you know, I knit two things and never knit again. That's right. <laughs> but you got me knitting, so I appreciate your effort. Yeah. So here we are, 15 years later, <laughs> and you're still knitting. <laughs> Oh, well, we want to hear from you, our <laughs> listeners. Um, you know, do, do you feel perfectionism pop up when you are stepping out of your comfort zone? Do you find that there are challenges that you like to take on that, that perfectionism doesn't impact? You can let us know on the show notes in the comment section at gettingtogoodenough.com. You can head over to Facebook or Instagram at Getting to Good Enough. On Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. Or you can leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. 
just think that is so funny that I get stymied by knitting, but I can run a marathon. <laughs> and climb a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs>